Welcome back to the Startup Showdown podcast, where we discuss pitching, funding, and scaling startups. Join us as we interview winners, mentors, and judges of the monthly $120,000 pitch competition powered by Panoramic Ventures. We also discuss the latest updates in software, Web3, healthcare tech, fintech, and more. Now sit tight as we interview this week's guests and their journey through entrepreneurship. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Startup Showdown Podcast, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, Panoramic Ventures. Without them, we couldn't be sharing these important stories. Today on Startup Showdown, we have Anna Lasky with Ground Control Research. Welcome. Hey, Lee. Thanks for having me. I am so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Ground Control Research. How are you serving folks? Absolutely. So um, my firm, Ground Control Research, basically operates as a, um, we'll call it a growth accelerator for um, startups and entrepreneurial teams. So, and we do that all through the lens of customer insight and using the um, the needs, wants, desires, goals of your customer to actually inform how you're going to accomplish your growth goals as a startup. So it's a pretty fun world. Um, and we learn a lot of interesting facts about what people want and what they like. So, And then um, having research in the name of the firm would suggest to me that research is an important component about how you go about doing what you do. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what I've found in, in working in startup environments for many years now is a lot of times folks have some ideas about what their customer wants, or they have a sense of it. But what we're able to really do is is put hard data behind it and actually go out and, and speak to customers um, or you know target markets, whomever, and actually put some rigor around it so that companies can make better and faster decisions with that in, with that insight. Now, what's your backstory? How'd you get involved in this kind of work? Yeah, it all happened in sort of a, an interesting and organic way. Um, I started my career actually at Nielsen, which is a big, you know, insights innovation um, firm, and I was working with you know large multinationals on new product innovation, new product introduction, and it was a really, um, really great experience for me. But I, I was doing that based in San Francisco. Um, that's just where they assigned me, you know, when I when I joined right out of college. And as I got more in the the San Francisco sort of community, I started to get really interested in startups. Um, and I wanted to work at a startup, and I wanted to be a part of that um, that innovation and that sort of big rapid change. And so um, I, I moved over into that world and, and that's where I've been ever since. And about six years ago, I was kind of at this career decision point and I could stay inside working in startups or I could maybe start my own um, practice, my own consulting firm and try to actually reach more companies um, and help more companies with the same types of things I was doing in-house at startups. And so that was um, how I got my start. And and that's how Ground Control Research was born. Now, are you finding that in the startup community, I mean, they they talk always about, um, you know, product market fit, customer discovery, those are elements of research. Um, yeah, absolutely. That's, you know, 80, 90% of, of what we help companies with is really establishing the product market fit or, you know, companies might say, well, I see the signs, I see the indicators that, you know, either 
things are stagnant or, you know, we're getting some engagement. We don't really know what are we going to do on it. And I, I kind of break it down for them in a very stepwise process of, okay, these are the, the pieces of information that you don't actually know about your customer. And this is what's holding you back from product market fit. Um, so let's close those gaps. Let's get you that insight. Let's help you actually, you know, blow it up in a good way. Um, let's help you. Let's help you really dial in what you're doing um, and the way you're able to communicate with your customer as well. Now, when you talk to um, an early stage uh, leader or founder, they, I would assume, have some assumptions about who the ideal customer is and, you know, and the plan to at least reach them kind of based on their gut and based on, you know, kind of their understanding of the market in their mind. How often is that accurate? Yeah, it's interesting because I would say it's it's accurate, but it may not be precise. And here I'm going to go a little nerdy, right? So accuracy means that you're like you're hitting the dartboard. Precision is I'm hitting like the exact same spot on the dartboard over and over and over again. And I, what I find with startup founders that I work with is they have a great sense generally of the problem that they're solving and, and like who the customer is. But when it comes to actually going to market and being successful in market, it's not just about knowing that in an abstract way. It's about actually knowing the language that that customer uses to describe their, their problem. Right. And it's about actually knowing of these 27 features that you could offer, um, which are the three that are that are actually going to move the needle and that are actually compelling? And how do you simplify what you're saying while increasing the precision of what you're saying? So um, I think I answered your question, but they're mostly like 80% there, but that last 20% is what, what we see drive a huge difference in market. So that by, be, by being more precise helps them grow faster with the limited resources they typically have. Absolutely. And that's that's the big, you know, thing that I work with um startups on is, you know, you could figure this out the hard way by trial and error. Um <laughs> and a lot of them come to us after doing that for many months and uh, you know, it's not like I'm trying to say I told you so, but it, my whole philosophy is like why wouldn't we just spend two weeks, three weeks now getting those answers, getting that level of precision, getting you the actual language and the messaging that you need that's going to resonate with your target audience? And then you can just start using that. So we're not we're not bumping into it on accident, which is what happens a lot of the time in that very fast-paced startup kind of scale-up environment. So it, this isn't something that takes you know months or years to get enough data to make these kind of precision uh, kind of results that you're looking for, this is something that is just a matter of weeks or a month? Yeah, absolutely. And that is really, again, why I founded my firm, because there's this huge misconception that, you know, research takes a long time and it's multiple quarters and it's like this huge thing and it's super expensive. And you can do all that for sure. And we do have clients that are, you know, a later stage startup or they're more of a corporate client and and they do that large scale um, research. But I think what, what I've sort of been teaching and preaching philosophically is there is a way to balance getting what you need to increase your level of precision in market while not drawing yourself away from everything else that has to happen and doing it in a short order. So a lot of what I'm doing in very practical terms, Lee, is like, 
okay, now you're going to go talk to five of your customers and I just have you ask these questions, right? So they're very focused, very precise. And the answers to those kinds of questions are going to give us the answers. So um, it's, I like to make it into baby steps and, and bite sizes so that a startup that's an early stage startup can actually do it, right? Because if it's a huge thing, it's, it's, it's distracting um, versus helpful. So now let's um, maybe share some uh, tactics or advice for folks listening now that are in this stage that maybe aren't ready to hire you and your firm. Is there any work they can be doing today that'll help them kind of identify that target audience? Um, Absolutely. Is there Absolutely. some ba- some things that you know are that maybe aren't um, you know doesn't require your expertise, but is something they can do to get a little more precise? For sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I have like a few main areas of advice. Um, one is always be talking to your customer. And I think this is everyone in you know the startup world is like, yeah, talk to your customer, talk to your customer, but have a structured way of talking to your customers. Don't just talk to them about, oh, hey, we're considering you know launching this new feature. What do you think? Which is a lot of like what I see having you know, happened in a company, have a structured way of talking to your customer that's really about you maintaining a pulse on what problems they're trying to solve, what it is that um, your product is or isn't doing to help them with that. Um, some of these broader conversations with with customers and have and doing that, let's say you're a startup founder, you block off three hours each month to just have, you know, four or five conversations with customers like that. Um, you'll stay way more in touch with the market and what the market needs by doing that versus, you know, just focusing on like product or how we're going to, you know, how we're going to build the thing, how we're going to scale the thing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one piece of advice. And then the other piece of advice that I would offer is don't just talk to your current customers. Um, and don't even just talk to prospects, try to get outside of, of your bubble, um, and try to talk to members of this broader target audience that have nothing to do with you currently. Um, that's a great way to make sure that we're not just sort of targeting a bubble within a, within an audience, and we're actually making sure that what we're offering is reflective of that bigger group of people as well. And there's some really great tools um, that founders and and you know early stage teams can use, such as Deep Bench. Um, it's a tool where you can essentially go to them and say, Hey, I need to talk to, you know, I don't know, 27 SaaS founders over the next three months, and they will help you pull together a list. Yeah, you do pay for it, but um, the cost versus the benefit there is, is disproportionate. So um, I recommend, you know, doing that if, versus asking for intros and having all this kind of swirl around it, just go talk to people, you know, pay a few hundred dollars and, and get their insight. Now, when you're working with a founder and they feel like, okay, we're kind of honing in on this, how do you maybe protect them from some of these, um, they make it seem so easy, these kind of growth hacking, here's the secret to really uh, growing quickly and almost magically. How do do you kind of help them work through that in a way that is going to get them the outcome they desire? Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is something I encounter all the time, Lee, and I'm I'm glad glad you brought it up. You know, one of the things that we often (laughs) see is that, you know, clients will have hired some 
growth hacker people, whether they're um, in-house or whether this is like a firm they've brought on and they're not actually getting results. And that's actually the triggering event that they come to us and say, Hey, like something's going on. Like we don't know what it is. And what I've learned after dealing with that experience many, many times is, you know, there are some amazing sort of operational principles of growing a a company that are very important that startups understand that they use, you know, how are you going to scale up your advertising? How are you going to scale up production of all these materials? Like, how are you going to, you know, all those how questions and, um, what we really focus our clients on and where we speak with them is about the why questions. So why are you even targeting that group? Like, why is this message going to land? And so that's the big difference that I try to um, push into and our work. It, it really is a playbook or a companion or a guide for them to use with all of the growth hacking, quote unquote, um, activities that they want to do, right? You're going to be much more effective at implementing some of these strategies if you can customize them to what your business needs, to what your customer needs, to what you can actually do as a business. Um, and that's where we really feel the client, our clients get such a benefit, um, you know, in pairing those two types of activities. Now, most startup founders or anybody in this business for any length of time knows that pivoting, if not, is uh, pivoting is something that in, invariably is going to happen. How do you help uh, your uh, clients know when it's time to pivot or maybe they're, they're in, on the right track and they just have to kind of grind a little longer? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's something we work with clients on all the time. And it really comes down to the sense for the customer. And then also like, how are we measuring this pivot? And I think, I think typically or historically, a lot of the focus is on measuring, um, let's say very particular external KPIs, such as, you know, what was the click-through rate on this ad that's like launching a different thing, or let's do like a dummy door test, or let's do all these different things. And one of the things that we work with clients on is what are some of the customer criteria, not just like what clicks and all that, but like, what are some of the um, metrics that you can be measuring on appetite, appeal, interest, intention, consideration, et cetera, around this, this idea you're considering, this pivot you're considering, and how can you do that in, as part of doing these experiments, these in-market experience, experiments? Because we're all, I'm all about like tested in-market. Like it's most efficient way a lot of the time, but we have to find a way to measure that beyond just the numbers that would appear you know, in your Google Analytics. Now, what for you is the most rewarding part of working with, um, you know, folks at this stage of their business life cycle, you know, the startup in the early stage? Yeah. So for me, it's really about seeing them succeed. I um, just as a person, I tend to be more of that, you know, I consider myself to be an entrepreneur and founder. I founded other, you know, businesses prior to prior to this business. And I just, I get so excited to see any business succeed. Um, but especially some of these early stage, um, startups where what they're doing is really disruptive. What they're doing is really solving a huge pain point. Um, and I just love the fresh thinking that comes with that, um, environment. So for me, the reward is really just seeing them, you know, 
move to the next stage, whatever that might mean for them, whether it's 3Xing revenue, whether it's 10Xing revenue, whether it's um, preparing and successfully getting you know, the next round of funding, whatever their milestone is, whatever their goal is, I just love seeing them succeed. Now, how did you get involved in mentoring with Startup Showdown and Panoramic? Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, they reached out to me, so I have no idea if someone referred me to them or, or how it all went behind the scenes, but um, they reached out and, and I got the email and I was like, oh, this sounds really, really cool. Um, so it was a no-brainer for me to, to sign up and you know, mentorship is something I'm really passionate about in general. Um, so yeah, it, it's been a great experience so far um, being a mentor with Startup Showdown. Now, is there any advice for folks that are involved with Startup Showdown or any of these type of events to get the most out of their experience? Is there anything that you would recommend they do maybe pre-homework before they get there in order to really wring out the most value uh, from this experience? Yeah, one thing that I would say is if you are, you know, accepted into the program and you are going to be participating in Mentor Day, um, take some time to look up, you know, the mentors that are going to be mentoring you or um, kind of figure out or ask at the beginning of the mentor session, like, hey, like, where's your area of focus in business? Because what I've learned over time is that, um, you know, there's all these different mentors that I've met, and they all have a very unique experience. They have a very different way of of seeing the world, and they can provide a really valuable perspective um, that's based upon that lens that they see it. But Sometimes when, you know, companies come to the the 30 minute mentor session and they're, you know, in my case, they're like asking me about, you know, the financial terms of the deal. I'm like, yeah, I understand that as a business person. Right. But like my focus is actually helping you better communicate who your audience is or, or make sure you're latched into the right audience or that you're really articulating the pain that you solve, the problem that you solve. Right. So, um, I guess my long-winded advice is is really kind of know your audience um, as a startup when you go into this process. Um, I think it will make it a much more valuable experience. Now, um, for you moving forward, um, is there anything that you need that we can help you with? What do you need to get your firm to a new level? Yeah, absolutely. So we have just launched, um, we're in a soft launch kind of phase with it right now, a new way of working with companies. And I think this is potentially really appealing to the smaller uh, or growing startups um, where we're actually offering a problem solving series, a workshop series with these um with these startups and we say, Hey, come with a problem that you have, whether it's a, it it needs to be growth related, right? Like, Hey, we don't know how we're going to, we're going to 10 X our growth. Hey, we don't know how we're going to um, increase our repeat or our retention. Hey, we want to launch or pivot um, into a new area. What are we going to, how are we going to do that? Um, And we're working with startups to go through this four workshop series to actually, as a team, get them aligned around this and and teach them through that process how they can gather those insights together. So it's a facilitated problem solving um, that gets them the answer. And we do that over a period of about four to six weeks. So it's also very fast. Um, So I guess my message is if anyone's interested in that, you know, please reach out to us. Um, You can go to groundcontrolresearch.com to learn more. Now, can you share a story uh, where you helped a startup get to a new level? Maybe share what was the problem that they were kind of struggling with and how you were able to come in and help take them to a new level? 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm trying to go through and think of a concise example for you, Lee. Um, one of the one of the startups we worked with a couple of years ago, maybe a year ago, they're an education technology company, and um, you know they have had a consumer business and an enterprise business for a number of years. But their goal was how are we going? And the problem they came with us came to us with was you know how are we going to grow our enterprise, you know, business, here's what we're saying now. And and here's what we think we might need to say. And like, here's what we see as working and like, do we need to pivot? Do we need to launch something new? Right. So you can see it's a very complex problem. It involves marketing, it involves sales, it involves product, it involves like the whole organization. Um, And we worked with them to essentially gather insight from all of the possible target audiences. So in their case, they had three or four different possible target audiences, um, evaluate that and help them start to reflect changes in their business. And, and this rangely from, you know, Hey, on your, on your website, this is the, the messaging that lands. Like these are the key messages to use all the way into, Hey, in your sales process, um, you can actually optimize that down into, you know, instead of six meetings, like you can get that down to three meetings and here's the content that you need to cover um, at each step of the way. So the result of us doing that was one, simplifying their business operations in a lot of ways, right? Instead of us guessing and having a bunch of meetings, we're just getting the answers, (laughs) applying them and let's go, right? Um, And then two, in terms of like a business effect, you know, they were able to... um, significantly multiply their net new um, net new customers and net new logo. Um, and they really, really strongly increased, like I think it was like 3X or 4X increase to their average um, client value. So their average transaction value. Um, so good on them for implementing all of these insights and into how they worked. And then the amount of time that took was how long about? Yeah, with that client, um, I would say we started getting initial insights to them within you know three four weeks. Um, we worked with them for a considerable period of time. Though we worked with them for over a year, um, you know, to to do all the breath that we did with that client. But the impact was real, and it was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, and that's the cool thing about you know working with me or with us is like, I can't stand to hold back. Like I can't keep it to myself. So we always end up, you know, my team and I, we end up sharing stuff as soon as we can. And and we want to really, we understand how fast startups move. So that's why our business is designed around not waiting until some long period of time has passed, right? Let's break it up, do it small, iterative, let's go. Good stuff. Well, congratulations on all the success and thank you so much for sharing your story today. Yeah, thanks, Lee. Appreciate it. Now, one more time before we wrap, uh, what is the website coordinates and the best way to get a hold of you? Absolutely. So um, our website is groundcontrolresearch.com. And then folks can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty active and present there. So uh, feel free to reach out anytime. All right. Well, thank you again for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thanks, Lee. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Startup Showdown. As always, thanks for joining us and don't forget to follow and subscribe to the Startup Showdown podcast so you get the latest episode as it drops wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more and apply to our next Startup Showdown pitch competition, visit showdown.vc. That's showdown.vc. All right, that's all for this week. Goodbye for now. Goodbye for now.